0: It's the
1: Oh, and fair warning: we are not spoiler-free.
0: Um, special, 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 special. Bree Tanner. Oh, hi! Hi, everybody! It's a special, special. Yes. Uh, my name is Marin, and I am Emily, and this is a special episode of Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. Where we are doing a chapter, well, no, just a short section of the short second life of Brie Tanner. Yeah, it's a special, special short short. (laughs) You might say. The pages that we are covering today are from 77 to 100. Mm -hmm. And these pages coincide with chapter 17 of Eclipse. Heck yeah. So let's do it. What was Brie doing last we saw her? Well, she was hanging out. At the top of a tree, yep, 18 miles away from a gingerbread house, but she could still hear and see everything that was happening. Yeah. She was with Diego, who yes. was, they are becoming best friends forever. The very best. And they're listening to these creeps. In the gingerbread house, yeah, Diego's
1: like it's just kissing Brie, but no. we know what it is.
0: It was not just kissing; it was <laughs> clinking and and a rubbing of granite on granite, mm-hmm. which. I mean, (laughs) there's no other explanation for that. And then, who should come creeping along creepily? Oh my gosh, I freaked a little when I read this, because like I said
1: before, I don't remember this book. (laughs) And suddenly Brie sees four cloaked figures enter the clearing, walking so
0: perfectly. And she's like, who are those people, first of all? (laughs) The way she describes them is so good she goes weird people but just humans all the same because none of the vampires i knew had matching goth clothes (laughs) yeah obviously only humans are embarrassing
1: enough to match so this has to be people but then she watches them a little bit more and she's like they're moving too nicely so they're ghosts they've got to be ghosts matching goth
0: ghosts no guess what brie they're just creeps. They're just the worst vampires. They're, okay, first of all, goths. Yes. Perfect, perfect description of uh-huh, who they are. Completely. Second of all, nerdy goths. Correct. Who walk in a perfect diamond, a diamond? formation. Not a square, <laughs> mind you. They are so diamonding. Nerdy. So nerdy. Who would, like, literally be like, this is a choice and we're going to make it? Well, I feel like Aro definitely
1: is like, guys... <laughs> Okay. Depending on how many people go out, we have different shapes that we're gonna make. <laughs> so if it's a it's, if it's a quartet of people, you have to diamond. That doesn't make any sense. You though. have to diamond no matter what <laughs> comes across your path. You must maintain the diamond. Shortest to tallest. Most important to least important. <laughs> Jane's in the front. Okay always and
0: Alec and whoever and then tall guy in the back
1: and then yeah Dimitri bringing up or Felix bringing up the rear Alec and Dimitri flanking seriously
0: the points of the diamond never was I more convinced that the Vulturi are just complete role playing nerds than reading short second life of Rue right. we
1: need to ask um, Sharo to yes. confirm my how many people what shapes they make theory <laughs>
0: Well, she's surprised, too, because she's like, I've never I've never seen any vampires that wore weird things like this. But I'm like, you don't know very many vampires, honey. I mean, you know a lot for your own little, like, experience as a vampire, but there's a whole new world. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> um, this is, of
1: course, alarming. And Brie is like, oh, I wonder if these are, like, the enemies that Diego was talking about. <laughs> And so she's like, probably we should peace out, right? And so she, um,
0: she's like, hey, let's go,
1: Diego. No,
0: let's, let's go. And he's go. like, <laughs> <laughs> Diego is like, I've been alive a lot longer than you. I've never seen these weirdos. Yeah. I'm staying. Definitely staying. <laughs> And they watch
1: as this diamond goes straight towards the house, up the (laughs) steps, and they just let themselves in. And so Bree's like, maybe Uh... they know each other? (laughs) (laughs) Um. then they hear a girl speaking, and they know it's not her, which I'm done calling Victoria her.
0: No, yeah, we're good. It's It's Victoria. It's (laughs) Victoria.
1: And so she hears this girl talking, and she's like, really must know who they are, I guess. And, um nope she hears this girl talking uh, to riley and the girl says to them that they obviously know who they are and they know that it's pointless to try to run or fight (laughs) yeah and so they're like oh the tea what's happening in this house uh the girl tells them that they are not there to destroy them yet that they want to know what their intentions are and if they have um, made these illegal creations to take down a certain uh, local clan.
0: Yeah, so Victoria is immediately like, oh no, you're here to kill us. And Jane is like, no, we're here for the drama.
1: Yeah, listen, are you guys (laughs) planning on taking down the Cullens? Because if it's a yes, we're going to leave for like a week and we'll be back.
0: (laughs) We want to see everything. We're going to (laughs) bring... everyone literally everyone is this what you're there. doing and victoria's like oh. and brie <laughs> and diego are just like staring at each other Bree, Bree is like what could be illegal for vampire? there's vampire cops like what cop what judge what prison could have power over us brie this is where brie really starts to figure out what's happening oh yeah Um,
1: Victoria tells Jane, yes, but it's tricky. And um, Jane's like, yeah, we know (laughs) about the tricks. Uh, (laughs) And she's like, so how, so Jane asks Victoria, like, how have you done it? And how have you stayed under the radar? And Victoria's like, I just straight up don't
0: make any decisions. And Jane's (laughs) like, yeah, I guess that would work. (laughs) Can you believe this? This is like so crazy that Victoria... The idiot of all idiots has like figured out how to do something that the Volturi never figured out. Mm -hmm. Because Jane is like surprised. She's like, "Oh, that's really smart."
1: I mean, she's like, yeah, rough, but effective. So I feel like maybe the Volturi do know about it, but it's just not like solid enough for them to trust it.
0: Right, right, right. So
1: they're like, we would never do that. But like, I just think if it's working for you,
0: (laughs) the Volturi like at its core just doesn't trust anyone. True. So 100 percent. They would never even try it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Jane tells her that she needs to decide now what she's going to do with her army or they're going to have to take them out. And um, Jane's like, all right, convince me of your intentions because <laughs> I'm either going to kill you or you're going to give me a good plan. And
0: then Riley panics. Mm-hmm. We'll go right
1: now. <laughs> we'll go now. We'll go right. We'll, we'll leave today. <laughs> and Victoria's like, we'll leave when we're ready. <laughs> so Jane's like, OK, listen, we're going to come back in five days. Five days. We can tell I'm Aro you a time we were... It sightseeing for five days. He <laughs> won't be concerned about that. Um, but if you haven't attacked them by then, we're going to kill all of you. And if you have attacked them by then, we still might kill all of you, depending on how well you did. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is, this is where... Victoria's naivete and and really just idiocy really shines because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of a deal you make with the Volturi, they're going to kill you.
1: Yeah, they were it originally sent matter. there to take you all out.
0: They just want to see what happens. Jane's now. just like, if we can wait a second and have some of the Colons get wiped out before we do <laughs> yeah. it, fine by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only ones who get away from the Volturi are Carlisle's people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. So... Diego and
1: Bree watch as this diamond exits the gingerbread house and leaves. And they sit there for about 15 minutes. They don't talk to each other. They don't hear Riley and Victoria saying anything. And so Brie touches Diego on the arm like, can we leave now? But Diego's like, "Un momento. And then they hear
0: Victoria say, well, well now, now they, they know. know. So right at this moment... Alice is, like, at the graduation party, staring off into space, and Edward is like, I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> I gotta not touch you anymore, Bella. Something's happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Victoria's like, we have so much to do. We only have five days. We can't mess around anymore. You have to go and start training tonight. <laughs> and so Brie and Diego are like, oh, okay,
0: bye. <laughs> Riley goes, I won't fail you! <laughs> <laughs> Riley's real excited. Yeah, Riley's stoked. Um, Diego and, and Brie, a leap, a leap, a yes, leap. they're Tarzaning through tree, the trees. Tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they get um, right back to the point where Diego met up with Brie and he's like, I have to go back and meet Riley. Otherwise, Riley's going to know that I just came out here and then he's going to follow my trail to your trail. It won't yeah. be good. So I have to go back and meet him. Uh. And Bree is like, well, I I want to come with you. I want to go talk to him too. And he's like, nope. It'll be way too suspicious. Your trail didn't lead over there. Like I have to be the one to do it, but it'll be okay.
0: No, oh, Brie. He saved you, baby. Yes.
1: Um, before she leaves, Diego leans in for a kiss. <gasps> hmm. And he tells her to go home and go hang out with Fred. Yes, we'll see you later. Yep, I'll be right behind you. (laughs) She tells him to be careful, and then she heads back to the house. And when she gets there, there's just a dead vampire ash (laughs) pile in the living room, and she's like that's not unusual. (laughs) Uh, And now they're down to only 21 people. And so she goes over to sit down behind Fred. And guess what? She gets close to him. And she notices that she's not as grossed out as usual.
0: Very cool. Fred. Yeah.
1: And also, she looks at him and she's like, wait, I can look at him.
0: (laughs) It's really cool. Fred is so powerful. I mean, she's like, for the first time ever, I really saw what Fred looked like. He was tall, maybe 6'2", with the thick, curly blonde hair I'd noticed once before. He was broad-shouldered and muscular. He looked older than most of the others, like a college student, not a high school kid. And this was the part that surprised me most for some reason. He was good-looking, as handsome as anyone else, maybe even handsomer than most. Handsomer. I didn't know why that was so trippy for me, I guess just because I'd always associate him with revulsion. That's how powerful he is that she's literally never been able to look at him. She always thought he was gross and disgusting. no he's like gorgeous. uh-huh uh, so cool, so cool. I love Fred
1: <laughs> and she's like hmm does that mean that like we're both unprotected if I'm not being grossed out by him but there she's like well. I don't know. So she's looking around the room and she lo- looks at Kevin. He's the only one looking in their direction. But Kevin's not looking like directly at her. He's looking to the side of her <laughs> and she's like, maybe it's still working. Who cares? I'm just going to grab this book and sit down and pretend to read again. <laughs> I didn't bring my book over. Oh.
0: 86 and 87, I say. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I just think it's cool that Fred because there's this one part where Fred looks at her, she's like looking around, she's like, What the heck? and then Fred just kind of like smiles at her. I think it's really sweet, really cute.
1: So then Brie has an entire two pages of vampire thoughts, yeah, where it's just like thought after thought after thought after thought. That I was like, There's no way I can take notes (laughs) on this, I just have to like basically read these two pages. It's,
0: I did a ton of. Uh, uh, underlining on these pages, too, because it's very cool.
1: So obviously her, like, main concern is she's just watching the door. Like, when is Diego going to come home? Like, this talk with Riley might take a little while, but it shouldn't take very long. It's like one sentence that he has to convince him of. And so while she's sitting there, she's like, okay, so obviously there's some kind of police vampires that (laughs) exist because... Whatever happened with those diamond walkers? Can't tell. Um, All of us are supposed to be an army, I guess, which is an illegal army for some reason. Don't know. Um, Whoever this lady is, she has an
0: enemy, but maybe she has two enemies now? Do you think? Because I think the the more enemies you have, maybe the more wrong you are. Do you think? (laughs) <laughs> I just feel like if your whole thing is like, I've got enemies that I must destroy, maybe look a little bit
1: into the mirror. Yeah, no, I it's know. Um, what's the common denominator amongst all the people <laughs> who have
0: problems with you?
1: And exactly. if it's just
0: you, if you're the one who's just always like, uh drama, but you're the one who's noticing it constantly, maybe it's you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. Good point. Maybe. Good point.
1: Um, Bree now knows that they're going to be doing something in five days, or these cloaky guys are going to come back. But um, we're apparently going to train for this thing. <laughs> um, she thinks about how, um, how Riley's really happy with all the numbers that they have. Um, and then she thinks about these two people who Riley told them all were burned by the sun, except. Riley didn't use that terminology he said that they had lost them to the sunlight and so she's like does that mean that maybe they figured out what we figured out and did they maybe go and tell Riley and did he kill them for this did they leave <laughs> like she just is like trying to think back to like exactly how that all folded out and trying to think of if they didn't actually burn in the sun then what do all of the things I know of surrounding their situation actually like apply like how What else could it possibly mean?
0: Imagine trying to run a cult. (laughs) Seems exhausting. It's so hard, right? (laughs) So many people asking questions and figuring things out and then you have to kill them every time. Every time. It's obnoxious. I would never... Make it as a cult leader. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I would thrive, I think, honestly. <laughs> no, I would just be too tired. <laughs> After like two weeks, I'd be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I would have to have someone else do the like
1: speeches, <laughs> but I could totally like run. You're the behind
0: the, the scenes lady. Yeah, I'm the first wife. <laughs> true you would be good at it <laughs> <laughs> that's in my
1: skill set anyway so now Bree's thinking about what riley's part is in all this whether or not he actually knows the the truth of the things that he's telling or if he's telling them to keep all of them in the dark whatever and so finally she comes to the conclusion that they all have been lied to and that they lied to you know, all of these people and that they, um, they're they all lied to to force them to come back to a home base every single night. Right. So that no one's getting the idea
0: that they can leave and go be out on their own. Right. So I wrote in my margins in the next few pages how you create... A cult with, and your thought, fo- how you like keep your followers in line. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing that he, on page 88 that they talk about is that you have to maintain control through fear. Like, you have to make them afraid uh-huh. constantly, constant, constant, constant fear.
1: And you have to be the only one that. They can trust. Right, 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 right. Like you have to be the sole voice of reason <laughs> to them so that they trust only you.
0: So they they have to all be afraid. Once they don't need you, they'll get rid of you. So you have to make sure that they need you all the time. Yep. Or you have to get rid of them mm-hmm. and kill them. Uh-huh. Fun. Casual. And Bree's like, that's all cool and fine, but I mean, I could leave. <laughs> and finally, yes. Yes. You can leave. What if me and Diego had just never come back? They honestly won't even miss you. We could go
1: into the water. No one can track uh, us. We can just swim to wherever we want to go. this is
0: what I was saying last time. And I know I'm just so sad. I wish that she had realized this yesterday morning yep. instead of this morning. I'm so, so sad. Yep. She's like she, she just immediately is like, oh, we didn't have to come back the other night. We shouldn't have. Why hadn't I thought of it then? But... Would Diego have agreed? Like she was yep. still in this mode of like, "I can't leave my new best friend." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But maybe if he had known that he would have had a companion, they would have gone together because I think that really what Diego was like holding on to was his relationship with Riley, which was just fake. Yeah. If he had known he had a real actual companion, maybe he would have left too.
1: Oh, so yeah. sad. So she is super stoked to tell Diego when he comes back about her plan that they can just leave together. And um, she wonders if Shelley and Steve, the other two who disappeared, did the same thing maybe and that Riley actually lied about even seeing their ashes. <laughs> uh, she thinks about what would happen if um, all the vampires didn't have a curfew. <laughs> And just like the mayhem of all these vampires in a sparkling massacre and how fast the news that they exist would spread. And she's like, OK.
0: Oh, but she doesn't need to worry, though. That the gods will stop it.
1: <laughs> that can't be what's going <laughs> to happen because vampires have to stay inconspicuous. If I know anything, I know that for a
0: fact. Right, right, right.
1: Um, as time goes by, Bree's just getting more and more worried about Diego Um, she's wondering about what how Riley is reacting to whatever Diego is telling him, and she notices that it's starting to get light outside, and that all the vampires are starting to come back in from hunting. And she's like, okay, it's it's still okay. Maybe Riley wanted Diego to demonstrate to him what he's talking about, and that's why they're not back yet. And so she counts everyone in the room. There's 20 of them, which means that it's
0: only Riley and Diego that are still missing. So does this mean that those ashes have to be Diego? Or did she take that into account?
1: I don't know, but now I'm concerned. There's no way he could have gotten back before her.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. I just got really worried because I was like, wait a minute. If she counted everybody, she must have taken into account that that person was no longer with them. Probably. Okay.
1: Oh, that got me real nervous for a second (laughs) Jacob was just laying dead on the floor and no one even knew. Fred would have told her, right? Uh, I don't know, Fred. I
0: don't know. know. Maybe. So just
1: then Riley comes walking through the door and (laughs) he loses his mind when he sees this ash pile. In the middle of the floor. He starts breaking everything close to him, ripping body parts off of people. (laughs)
0: Including other vampires.
1: Uh Yelling about how stupid they all are. (laughs) And um, all of the people that he's like stolen an ear or an arm from are like starting to gang up on him. And Bree's like, oh, I wonder if Riley realizes that we could all kill him so easily. (laughs) And then Riley like starts to cool it. Gives
0: everyone their ear slash arm slash whatever else back. <laughs> They're so gross, too. They're, like, just licking their things and sticking them back on. <laughs> a lick and stick. We do
1: learn from Brie here, though. So Riley tore off a chunk of this girl's hair. And he gives her her hair back. But Brie's like, she's just going to have a bald spot now. Like, you can't put your hair back on. So vampire hair doesn't grow back.
0: G. Ross. Super gross. Super gross. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: um, so Riley tells the room that if they don't listen to him and do what he says, that they're all going to die. And everyone is suddenly like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And he tells them it's time to start showing some responsibility. And that gets everyone's attention. So he says that he's going to explain their situation. And he asks for Raoul and Christy, which are the two leaders of most of the vampires that he's, like, put in charge of the groups. He asks them to come over. And these two are two that he ripped things off of. And so they're, like, <laughs> not about to go just stand next to him again. And so he's like, fine, if you guys won't do it, then Kevin and Jen, you come over here and take their place. And then these two vampires are like, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like, no, Shall I? don't put
1: me up there. Kevin starts to walk over and then Raul just throws him into the wall and goes and stands by Riley. Know. And Riley looks to Jen and he's like, are you going to make me wait? And
0: um, then Christy just gets up. So those two go and they stand by him. Uh, so this is the next step in like creating your army slash cults is mm-hmm. you like, you create a division between your own group. Yep. You create different groups in the group. Yep. Um, he tells them that that took far too
1: long and that it, the time for fooling around is over. And Bree is just like constantly looking Where's over at the Diego? door.
0: Why isn't he back yet? Yep.
1: Uh, Riley tells them all that they have an enemy, mm. a clan who used to be in Seattle who now know about them and they want to come back and claim their
0: territory and wipe them out. All right, so first you make your first you make everybody scared all the time. Mm-hmm. then you make a division in your own group and then you tell your whole group that you guys have an enemy. Mm. Oh, yes, we have to kill them or they will kill us. We kill
1: them first. Yes, gross. Everyone's hissing, everyone's growling. <laughs> he goes on to say that um, their own biggest weakness is unity like. They're not a team and that even though the coven, um, this other coven is smaller than them, that if they can't get it together, they can still wipe them off out one by one.
0: Do you think that Riley learned how to be a cult leader from Victoria? Did she teach him all of this? I don't know. Maybe he was just the captain of the soccer team and already had (laughs) it inside him, you know? I do. (laughs) I'm just, I can't, I don't know where you learn this type of like strategy. Yeah. I'm certain all of the,
1: all the strategy comes from Victoria, but the charisma was just Riley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he says, we can work together. Or no, he says, can we work together or do we all die? Whoa. And uh, that
0: is a chapter. All right. Heep. Guys, Guys. what's going to happen next? Where's Diego? Where's Diego? Where did Diego go? Oh, no, Bree. You finally had a
1: friend. I know. At least
0: Fred's being nice and not grossing her out all the time anymore. <laughs> That's a plus. All right. Thank Kay. you for joining us on our little Bree Tanner shorty short. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week with some more chapter-sodes.
1: <laughs>
0: Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Chapter-sode. You've been Remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider
1: joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community.
0: You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.